Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Authentic You Radio, and thank you for joining us today on Living Astrology, where we are tapping into the magic of the cosmos for practical guidance and wisdom with your host, Janet Hickox, intuitive astrologer and numerologer. everybody to Living Astrology. Uh, I'm Janet Hickox and today we're going to be talking about the stars and our favorite black moon Lilith and I will be bringing in my guest Laura Walker from oraclereport.com in the next few minutes. Uh, But before we launch into uh, doing readings and finding out more about the black moon I want to talk a little bit about what's going on up in our stars right now. Um, Right now we're in the window between the lunar eclipse that occurred on April 25th and the solar eclipse that comes up next uh, Thursday on on May 9th. It's almost like we're in the pause between the exhale, the releasing of energy of the lunar eclipse, and the inhale or the new beginning and new direction that opens up for us uh, with the solar eclipse next week. So what do we do with this space, this pause between the eclipses, gives us a lot of time to consider what is really going on for us. The Sun and Venus, Mars and Mercury, and next week the Moon, are all in the sign of Taurus. So when you think of Taurus, think about manifesting your intentions, building something solid, uh, keeping a strong foundation. And all of those planets will be across from the planet Saturn that's in Scorpio. And when you think of Scorpio energy, you think of regeneration or transformation. So all the inner planets in Taurus, ruled by Venus, shows our desires. Sort of what is it that we're trying to create? What do we want to have in our in our lives? Is that a new job, a healed relationship? Is it uh, financial freedom? Is it uh, you know some other kind of thing that we ha- we feel like we haven't had in our lives before? And then Saturn in Scorpio shows us where we need to focus the energy of regeneration and transformation. So when we have this kind of pattern, it's very it's very energetic, and I'm sure there are a lot of people out there who are feeling uh, the need to make some changes in their lives, and also sort of feeling maybe stuck and not sure what direction that is. So we have a very powerful combination of releasing what's not working and then being able to refocus our attention to what is presenting itself to us now and then being able to set some very powerful intentions uh, at the new moon solar eclipse uh, to connect to our heart's desires. So I'm going to ask you all to take a leap, you know, have some faith and just take a leap. Act as if what you desire is already here. And then have gratitude around the support you are receiving in the universe. Even if it doesn't look like what you are trying to manifest is here, have that gratitude and celebrate as if you did have it. That's the best way I can help you get through this uh, these next couple of weeks. And, of course, you know the third eclipse in this series occurs May 25th at the next full moon. So we're not quite done even after we have this new moon intent or the yeah, the solar eclipse new moon where we can set the intentions. So today we're going to be maybe helping some of you to push through some of the things that might be stopping you. And my guest today is Laura Walker, and you might know Laura from the oraclereport.com that comes out uh, with a daily energy report. And Laura is the author of Eris Archetype of Shadows, Crisis, and Awakening at the Completion of the Mayan Calendar, which chronicles her journey through the desert to discover the nature of the planet that changed the solar system. 
And she's also written The Astrology of the Black Moon, Guide to Healing the Shadow Side, which reveals the powerful transits of the death and rebirth cycle governed by the planet that the ancients called Tiamat, the planet between Mars and Jupiter, whose shattered remains are now in the asteroid belt. Laura hosts the Oracle Report, where her books are available for free download and where she posts her daily energetic analysis. And, of course, we know Laura because she was on the show a little more than a month ago. Welcome, Laura. Thanks, Janet. It's nice to be with you again. I am so excited that you could come and be with us today because I felt like we did not get to get to even one-tenth of the information we could have shared about the black moon last time. <laughs> yeah, the the black moon is deep. There, it's complex. There's a lot to it, but it it will be nice. Um, we'll be able to look at some charts today and maybe shed some light on things for people. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> and what I had done is I had asked for volunteers to send me their information, so I hmm. uh, printed up charts and so forth. So we actually have the information for some of these people. But before we get into the individual charts, why don't we remind the listeners what uh, Black Moon Lilith really is representative in a chart? Could you kind of lead us through that a little bit? Yes. Yes, the Black Moon is the part of the chart that identifies our shadow side. And people mean, you know, think about a lot of different things when they think about the shadow side. But when I talk about it, I'm really talking about the place, the part of us that we have distanced from ourselves or the part of ourselves that we don't like or maybe we're unconscious of it and it it encapsulates our primary fear in life whatever our core fear is that fear in life is what blocks us it undermines us it's our downfall and the black moon also shows us how we judge ourselves and, and how we judge others judgment is a key theme involved in the black moon um, it does nice things, too. It'll show us um, how we know true love, and it'll pinpoint cycles of death and regeneration. By that, you know, I mean, you know, the me- metaphorical death and rebirth. Um, it, yeah. it doesn't doesn't point out actual physical death. You know, we would look at other uh, aspects for that. Black Moon is not, um, you know, associated with that. It's it's a, an energetic or a, an emotional or a um, spiritual even, you know, regeneration process. Right, and it's really fascinating to see how this seems to be, uh, and maybe it's just because I've really started using it in my own readings with people, but it seems like it's really rising to the to the conscious mind now uh, or up to the conscious level where we can actually work with the energy. And uh, I think when I, when I bring this up to people, they seem really aware uh, that they, they have something operating in the background. Like it's, it's almost like, the shadow itself is is wanting to come up and make itself known. Have you experienced that at all? Well, yes. Um, you know, used to, when I wrote the book, um, I guess it's been about three years now, um, maybe a little more. You know, it was I really couldn't really get the idea across to people. It took me a long time to kind of explain what that was, and people are, do seem to be you know more readily accepting of it. And I think that is just reflective of the fact that there's awakening happening, you know, on many levels. So, you know, lots of information is easier to understand now and see. Right. And I think last time when we were talking, um, you were you said something like uh, people, you know, may not even realize the shadow exists, but that the minute that you bring it to their attention, they sort of get it. Like, oh, I can see how this is happening or where this is going on. Uh, yeah. It, it, and I've noticed that, too, that people seem to go, oh, my goodness. Um, rarely, but a few times I, I go through this with people, and they just don't see where it's operating. Uh, but for the most part, I think people really get this now. Yeah, and sometimes it takes people a little bit of time. I've had that same reaction, and then people will come back, and they they could see how it, how that was true for them. But it seems like it works that when people are ready or it's time for them to learn about it, then they then they get it or the informa- they come across the information. But it's really um, pretty amazing, and I feel very honored to to talk to people about their shadow side because it's a you know it's a vulnerable place to be. Um, it's very powerful. It's an you know it's an unconscious primal energy that once it's tapped, it, it can do amazing things. It does amazing things and dramatic and, and drastic things. 
Um, even when we don't know what it is, you know, we, you know, you can go back in your life and look, and you're like, oh, that was the black moon. When you know what it is, but yeah, I think it's time. I mean, it's it's people are are ready to face shadows, and and I think that's what we're all doing right now. So I guess it's time. Yeah, exactly. So uh, what I'm going to do is start bringing on some callers. And you know what I'll do for you, um, uh, Laura, is tell you the name of the person I'm bringing on so that you can pull their chart out of uh, the mix of charts. And uh, the first person I'm going to bring on, her name is Joy. And Michelle, if you can bring Joy in for me, that would be great. Hello. Hi, is this Joy? Yes, it is. Hi, Joy. This is Janet, and we have Laura on the line with us today. And uh, we're going to be looking at what your black moon is doing for you. Wonderful. Yeah. So, yeah. Laura, are you there? Did you find Yeah. Her? Hi, Joy. Okay, Hi. Well, yeah, um, you you basically have already experienced the, the, the closest transit of the black moon that you have going on. That You completed that already, the black moon was opposing your natal moon. And so that that probably was a pretty emotional time for you about two months ago. It looks like um, an emotion, a, a time of emotional purging. You know, the black moon deals with um, degeneration and regeneration. And so when it transits the moon, it's going to work on your feelings and your the deepest emotional levels. Did that? Did you experience that? I I have. I mean, it seems like it's over the last two years, and I honestly feel over you know the last month, six weeks, I've been coming out of it. So I see you know this light, a lighter feeling, and and yeah. a lot less fear. But it's been pretty heavy for two years. Yeah, it has. You had the planet Chiron was opposing your black moon, and it was toggling over that. You know, that that takes a long time to complete that because it'll retrograde, and it kept going back and forth over your black moon, and you have black moon in Virgo. The black moon in Virgo uh, is the fear of failure, and so anyone with the black moon in Virgo is very, very hard on themselves and very self-critical and wants to do things perfectly and and just does not want to make a mistake. When Chiron aspects with the black moon, that just makes that um, twice as hard because when we have Chiron aspects in play, we tend to sabotage ourselves or um, hurt ourselves in some way anyway. Um, and And it's very emotional because Chiron is in Pisces and that opposes your black moon in Virgo. So, yeah, two years of that, definitely. Um, but that that's really moving off now, and the black moon has moved off of your, your moon. So this is really, I think, a time when you're going to start to feel a lot better and probably have some very different ideas about your life. That's good. And, and just the, I think one of the, if I could say one of the benefits is I think I'm a lot less afraid of being afraid. <laughs> that's, awesome. yeah. that's quite a, quite something to learn, isn't it? It is. It's wonderful in that respect. The black yeah. moon always brings a blessing. That as hard as it is to go through the transit, the the beauty of it is is at the end it, there's something very wonderful that comes about. We take something from it, and so she all you know she takes away, but she gives also. And that's the thing we always have to remember about the black moon because it can feel really, really intense. You know, I'm sure there were some times during all of that that, you know, you get really, really low. Um, and it's probably a little harder for you to reach out for people to people anyway looking at your chart. So um, yeah. I'm glad that that's, that's, that's kind of passing for you. Thank you. Yeah, I have a question in regards to her chart, uh, Laura, and sure. that is, um, have you done any kind of studies or ever heard about anything happening when planets transit over the opposition point to the to the natal position of Lilith? For example, she has her vertex, which um, most astrologers will look at as a point of interest, especially if planets are passing over it by conjunction. Mm-hmm. And she has Neptune approaching her vertex, which would put it in opposition to Lilith. Makes me wonder about whether, you know, it's often um, 
at that time a person comes into your life that has uh, a marked effect on you. And this looks like maybe somebody of a spiritual nature coming uh, to her. Have you ever noticed anything with the vertex involved in a Lilith transit? I've never studied the vertex with it, so that'll be interesting, and maybe Joy can keep us, you know, uh, posted on how that goes for her so we can have a little data with it. Yeah, I would totally agree yeah. with you with that. Generally, when there's a planet or, a you know, a point that transits to the black moon, it's it's going to basically be the same as if the black moon was transiting that planet. Those two energies are still going to be in play. Who wins? The black moon will usually win. <laughs> the black moon the black moon will even take down Saturn, you know, as you were just talking about um, you know, for next month that, you know. Yeah. Um and Saturn is mighty, you know. Um but yeah, yeah the, w- with the um that Neptune coming up to oppose that, you're you probably are going to notice that your um spiritual um connection and your intuitive abilities and um your psychic awareness um, is is will become enhanced. That's a you know a transit. Neptune and the Black Moon are are a nice transit together. The only thing that you would really need to watch is if you've ever had um, issues with um, substances. If you've used things to cope with your feelings, you know that's something that you're going to want to really watch and take care of because that could get out of control faster than you know it. Yeah. Thank so, you. Joy, if you wouldn't mind keeping us posted on um, over the next, you know, couple of weeks to uh, maybe month if uh, anybody shows up in your life that has an effect on you. Because this is, you know, sort of in the interest of research at this point in time. Um, well, right. and the question to that, it almost feels, you know, like this awakening and the work that we're all doing and being subjected to is that we're the ones that were coming to ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I'm 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 delighted to think that there is a fact out there, and to be open <clears throat> and aware and receptive to that. But I sort of think it's me. Well, that could very well, that easily be, awesome. be. Yeah, with Neptune, it is you know it's the spiritual connection. So, you know, let us know how that that goes. Okay, I will. Thank you. Good. Thank you so much for um, sending us your information, Joy, and for calling in today. Yeah, thank you, too, for reading my chart. Oh, you're very welcome. All right, let's see. Do we have uh, Erica in there today? I'm gonna. Her name is Erica Kirker, I think it is. Hello? Erica? Hello? Yes. Hi, Erica. This Hi. Is How are you today? Good. Is there any echo going on? Do I need to mute? Uh, I don't no? hear an echo. Do you, Laura? You're just fine. Yeah. Hi, Laura. Hi, Janet. Hi, Hello. Erica. So, Erica uh, had Laura. She has she had actually downloaded your your book from your website and has read all about her her uh, Black Moon placement. And she had some sort of confusion around. Uh, and, and maybe, Erica, you can explain better how you felt, but she couldn't really see how it was operating in her life. So uh, with that, I'm going to just let you and her work through this. Okay. Um, let's see. Well, first of all, Erica, your son is very, very, very close to the galactic center, and by that I mean the position in the sky. So the day you were born, the sun was in alignment Um, in opposition to, like, so it was directly lining with the galactic center. And that means Uh that you're bringing in um, important energy. Anyone anyone with the sun at that position is is here on a mission and is bringing forth um, information, and your energy is affecting the field of everyone around you. So that's really um kind of, you're lucky and blessed to be and we're blessed that you're here like that but the black moon has been transiting over um your sun and it's still going now yeah i've talked about you know that it's a process of death and rebirth if yeah. there are if there are things in your life that you have worked on a lot on in your life um, if you've done a lot of your work and you're, you know, have had a lot of self insight, um, the black moon is not as hard on you. <laughs> so, 
So if mm-hmm. you haven't had been experiencing, you know, what most people do when the black moon conjuncts the sun, because basically that's an identity crisis for most people. That's going to um, change how, you know, what you think about yourself, what you want for your life. This happens once every nine years, a little less than nine years. And it it basically will pivot us into different parts of our of our trajectory in our lives. So when it when it the black moon conjuncts the sun like you have it, it really it completely re um energizes the body. It'll it tears down, it purges basically by fire, basically, um your Correct. old self. And it's building in a new I've been getting Yeah. The thing is I've been seeing flames around me and parts leaving and parts returning uh, hugely, massively. Um <laughs> right. this, this, conjunct thing that you're saying i totally kind of get it i've kind of gotten it since i was a young child but it's very much in a worldless wordless place the gift that i have to bring and it's been a hard 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 life um last summer i realized the rest of the uh news that my parents that they did to me and have been unhooking from the rest of my victimhood programming um, the part that confused your book said was that you know, I'm also a trained hypnotherapist and a nurse, and, and I'm aware that when you read something and you're like, no, that's leading to it. <laughs> you know what I mean? So when I, I read it. Go ahead. Could you repeat that last thing that you said? It broke up a little bit. Oh, okay. No, when you, you, I'm aware from my hypnotherapy training that if you're reading something or in in like that's not me, then there's usually something to it, right? Right. So I looked at it very honestly and reread it a few times. Parts confound me, and um, because I know that I can help you direct where I'm confused. Um. Getting rid of the rest of my victimhood programming, so I can come into being real loving healer. Like you, now that you've given me this information, my Gemini and Mercury and Gemini are really close to the galactic direction with a specific energy to heal, and I know that it's to do with healing my family genetic lines, big time. <laughs> and, um, so the parts that I didn't get was about the arrogance because. My parents were both extremely arrogant, and it really repulsed me from the go. Saw how much it shut people down. It was very selfish, um, and so that part I'm not getting as much as I. I've gotten a lot of abuse because of other people being jealous of me because, to their perspective, I appear to be doing whatever it is I want. But you know where that's from, don't you? <laughs> Right. And that's just one of yeah. the traits that can manifest. Um, but, you know, as you're talking, um, you have other the people black, attacking. Go ahead. You have the black moon at your midheaven. Do you see that, Janet? Yes, I do. Yeah, and, and I was Leo. And, right. And when that happens, it, it occludes, it basically makes it harder for you to actualize who you are really, and it makes it hard for you to bring that forward in the world. The black moon can throw a shadow over whatever planet it's with or, you know, any part of the chart that it's with. And so, you know, when you're talking about victimization, this, you know, this is part of that with black moon at the midheaven as you've been challenged with moving forward in your life. The word when you mm-hmm. talk about you know that you feel wordless, you know that Gemini you know Gemini's are about words. When the Black Moon is in Gemini and it conjuncts someone with that that Gemini Sun, it it will it will do two things. It will make it you it will force you into speaking up for yourself and taking up for yourself and speaking your truth Correct. and express expressing that because you have every anyone with this. Um, aspect that you have um, generally tends to not want to put themselves out there because it's really uncomfortable. Um, And the rejection can be, you know, scary with things. You have a lot of things that that have been holding you back, but this black moon transit to your sun is burning that up, and it's giving you an opportunity to move past it now. 
Right, and you know, if I could throw so, something in here, is that um, your any planet that is conjunct the midheaven in a chart is given a lot of power and weight in the chart. So no matter what planet it is there, um, including, you know, in this case, Black Moon Lilith, it's going to have a lot of influence in your life. And where it's influencing you is when you step out and claim your authority. That's where the shadow is going to show up. And that's what I've come to lately. Exactly. That's what I've come to lately. Over the last year since I've realized everything that truly happened to me, to finish I have been standing up for myself. There's been a lot of people that have, you know, changed back to the way they were and see it for what it is, and I just keep my energy to myself. But it's Mm -hmm. a challenge. Well, yeah, because your Lilith is is transiting through your eighth house, and that's the house of transformation. So a lot of transforming. And Jupiter is right behind Lilith in this case, also uh, creating growth and expansion as you begin to transform and let go of and, you know, uh, um, kind of embrace the energy of regeneration, kind of reclaiming your power. So how can I power. embrace this energy more, more thoroughly so I can, because I know what is reclaiming power, and I really want to do it in a balanced way uh, so I can share more of my gifts with the world. You know, yeah. uh, I, I go about doing that. I've been meditating. I do practice a bit of ritual magic to keep my shield strong. <laughs> the cocoon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, one of the things you can do is in your everyday life, practice being comfortable with change. You know, these are things that we can do. These little types of decisions can make a big difference. Um, in the in the foundation of our lives, because Black Moon and Leo is not comfortable with change, and I mean, goodness, everything is changing. Is is I've had so much change every year of my life that I don't know why it's being said that I'm not comfortable because I've had nothing but change. Yeah. I went to six schools as a kid. I've lived in a different apartment every year. You know, I, you know, so I'm not, that's the other part that confounds me about this is that I've, you know, I learned like myself when I had to tell my stepmom about what my father was doing. This is the first time I stood up for myself and my family. That, yeah, I stood up and I said, and I said the truth, and then I was out of the house from 12 onward, you know. So I've had a lot of, you know, I'm, I'm, <laughs> yeah, I've had a I lot think, of change. I don't know how I can express, how I can embrace change more to make it any easier than, you know, sometimes going through a lot of changes is not necessarily embracing change, right? Just it it seems like a lot of things are going on in the outer world for you. But perhaps what mm-hmm. what's really needing to be changed is much more on the inner. And in just kind of glancing down at your your chart here, I see that um your natal Lilith is um sort of you know the galactic center and all of this is not natal Lilith, excuse me, transiting Lilith is aspecting your your galactic center and the moon in your second house of self-worth so you've really taken a lot of hits in terms of how you feel about yourself so maybe that's where the Mm -hmm. change is coming not the outward changes like jobs and schools and places of living and that kind of thing but how you think Mm -hmm. about yourself how much worth you know do you um you know feel that you have in, in in the world and looking at what your value is and knowing that it's coming from intrinsic value, that nothing that happened outside of you can take that away from you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the black moon is, is is empowering. And, Erica, you know, you might want to try writing. It, um, you might find that to be very helpful to process some of this and to get back to your your core self and your place of power within you. Mm-hmm. Good good idea, Laura. Okay, I, I do write. Um so just just journals though, and I do reread them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's important for you to note too that Saturn 
is uh, transiting uh, through your, the end of your 12th house and will move across your ascendance again here shortly. And that is showing you that there's some la- last bits of clearing from the unconscious mind, some old patterns that are sort of entrenched that maybe have been hidden from you uh, that need to come up and be let out. And then when Saturn crosses over your ascendant and into your first house, a new you can emerge into this. And I think this is really interesting timing-wise that that all of these things yeah. are sort of stacked up to be happening for some real yeah. internal change, uh, different thinking patterns about who you are, right? Because in, inside of you is Saturn. a new spiritual master. Right. Well, this is the thing, though. I think that uh, from my experience, I'm trying to wrap my head around that we are an extension of a much larger being, right? That there is no separation. But from what I've learned so far from what Laura just said in the first sentences from my galactic center, I've got a <laughs> to make up. So I'm not surprised that there's more to come. Mm-hmm. When does this Saturn return? <laughs> Giggling. It's not a Saturn return because it's it's just Saturn will cross yeah, over right. your ascendant, and it won't be probably until fall because it's in retrograde motion right now. So it's backing up into your twelfth house as if you still have some mm-hmm. stuff in the depths that needs to be cleared and uh, brought up. So once you bring, you know, take the time right now to call in all of the things that uh, you're fearful of, all the ways in which you've limited yourself through thoughts, through things that you believed about yourself. Do that now, and then as you get into the fall when Saturn uh, is actually moving back over your ascendant, then a new you can really emerge fully in her authority and power because Saturn is the ruler mm-hmm. of the 10th house where your your Lilith is sitting. So they're sort of interrelated here. September when a lot of things are supposed to happen. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yep. So, yeah, and it's I'm very familiar with this. My birthday is the day happen. after yours. So I, I have the Lilith on is top of my son, too. Yep, so I get it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. So, Erica, thank you so much for calling in today and yeah. for sending us your birth information. And if you would like to, please keep us posted on how things are moving along for you. Thank you so much, both of you. you. You've helped a lot. Thank you. Thanks, Erica. Well, that that was really good because uh, she was one that I really wanted to talk about with you because of um, the the fact that Lilith was so prominent in her chart, so much power there in that shadow. So that yeah. was great. Thank you. Uh, let's see. Next, we're going to take Chris, Chris Jones. Are you there, Chris? Yeah, I'm here. Hi, how are you today? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Thank you so much for calling in today. And uh, I'm going to turn you over to Laura, and we're going to work through your Lilith in Pisces, it looks like. Yeah, I'm just looking for my notes here, Chris. Um, well, Chris, you 2012 was a little bit rough for you. <laughs> yes, very yeah. rough. Yeah. Well, just like what we were just talking about with Erica, um, you had the trans the transit of Chiron um, right there at conjuncting your, your black moon. And you have the black moon in Pisces. So the black moon in Pisces are very, very tender-hearted people. And they the core fear of the black moon in Pisces is the, the fear of being vulnerable to somebody. Um, Pis- the black moon in Pisces people are are very trusting, but they oftentimes trust the wrong people. Um, which gets them into a little bit of trouble. With Chiron passing over that black moon that you had last year, that that's a deep wound. That is basically your shadow side was out for, you know, like a whole year, and you feeling very exposed and wounded in the world. So that's passed off. Chiron has passed off of that, thankfully, Um and you have the black moon transiting your ninth house. Um, that when the black moon transits the ninth, ninth house, we can kind of get um, on a mission to figure something out. Have you has something been haunting you that you've been, been searching or thinking about, and maybe a decision? Uh, yes, uh, it, a lot of it's to do with working. My, you know, I'm in transition period in my career, so. I've been spending a lot of time thinking about that. Mm-hmm. 
I'm feeling much more positive about it now. But nothing, you know, I I feel positive. I see a lot of good things happening, but nothing has totally, you know, I see a lot of things happening, but nothing has been held down yet. Mm-hmm. Well, and you have Neptune uh, in process of making the conjunction with your black moon also. And so just like what we were talking about before, this is going to bring your spiritual self um into more connection. You're going to be connected in with, you know, however you see that, your higher self, spirit, and it opens up the the psychic faculties. And contrary to what people think, it doesn't make you more confused or clouded in your thinking. It makes things show up very, very clearly. Um, the only thing, again, like I'll mention, just like I mentioned before, um, Substance, any kind of alcohol or anything that that tends to um, be something that would um, help you cope with feelings or be more comfortable, that's a real temptation because um, those energies, when they are triggered in Pisces, those kinds of things come up because it's hard to deal with feelings when you have Black Moon and Pisces. It's um, because you have so many. (laughs) It's such an overwhelming thing. Um, it's almost but, like a cosmic joke for the man to have, you know, Lilith in Pisces because they're just never trained to be able to express those feelings. And, yeah, and uh, unfortunately, there are. Um, I've seen several um, men who have Black Moon in Pisces. Then women take advantage of that. They, I've seen that many times. Right. So if I don't know if that's related to pain that you've experienced, but um, you know that just just no. so you know that is there. I've been lucky there. I, I'm married to the same woman for 25 years, so. Very nice. Congratulations. <laughs> Great. Yeah. You know so what? I didn't. Just, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Penn. I was just going to say, um, have did have you looked at all into the Black Moon in Pisces? Have you looked that up in my book? Uh, a little bit. I'm starting to now. Um, I'm still very much in the beginner learning stage. I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah, uh, I, I was I was brought to your I uh, was someone sent me your webpage only about three months ago, so this is still all very much new to me, but very exciting. Oh well, welcome. Great. You know, one of the things I might add here is that his uh, his Lilith is sitting in the fifth house, and he also has a lot of planets in in Leo directly across from it in the eleventh house. So one of the things you might think about, Chris is that what is it that you're really passionate about uh, in in uh, looking at what you're going to do in the world next is, you know, what is it that really makes you feel happy to do? Because often that is the exact direction that you need to go. And uh, I had circled on my own little copy of your chart here that you are in the midst of a destiny return right now. The North Node is sitting at 16 degrees Scorpio today, and that's exactly where your destiny sits in your chart. And that means that you're on the beginning of a new 19-and-a-half-year cycle. Uh, so the last time this would have occurred to you was almost you know, 20 years ago. Um, and so you get a real opportunity now to connect with the energy of something you love, something that you're passionate about. And uh, so don't don't let that chance slip you by by thinking that you need to do something um, that makes you a lot of money or have to be something that you don't really want to be. This is your chance. Be who you want to be. Take your chance to be vulnerable out there in uh, doing things uh, differently than maybe what you were taught to do. Because Leo loves to do things heart-centered, loves to be the kid, loves to go out there and and play. So kind of kind of air on that side right now. Go in that direction. Right. Okay, that sounds good. <laughs> but, um, yeah. But it, it is, that... you know, this this is, you know, that that time that you went through last year, you know, that that was rough, but that's that's past now. And and all that like Janet said, all that Leo energy to activate, you're definitely supposed to be <laughs> activating and, and moving and shaking. So <laughs> you need to get busy. <laughs> Do something fun. That's what I'm looking at right now. It's something that I really enjoy doing. And yeah, well, good. and Chris probably probably having fun has probably been a little bit of a challenge for you. 
having the black moon in the fifth house, you know, that, that your idea of fun is probably really different than what other people think is fun. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so you just follow that, and and I totally agree with what Janet's saying. Yeah, okay, march to the beat of your own drummer here. Oh, I plan to. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Thank you so much, Chris. And uh, again, if you want to let us know how things are going, you know, after a while, uh, you know, just give us an, uh, you know, email the same place you did today, and I'll pass that on, along to Laura. All right. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you again. Okay. So I'm wondering, before I go on to the next chart, is there anybody out there who has a question, um, other, you know, than us pulling their chart? Uh, a question for me or a question for uh, Laura? If so. Don't be afraid to raise your hand if you're in the chat room or to call the number uh, 1-877-296-0345. And so right now we're going to take Elise. Elise, are you out there? Hi. Can you hear me? Hi, Elise. Yeah, I can hear you. Hi. Okay. How are you today? I'm good, thanks. How about you? Actually, I know you're absolutely spot fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. So let's see. We're we're let me get your chart out. And Laura, this is Elise fin- Finlayson. Finlayson. Hi. I don't know how to say that. Hi, Elise. On the sun. Hi, Laura. <laughs> so you um, yeah, you have um, do you ha- have you met someone lately? In, in a yeah. relationship wise, yeah. Friendship. Um, no, as a friendship. A, I'm with my yeah. I have a um, yeah. <laughs> but not well, in a, a relationship like sexual. It's a, it's a friendship. Okay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's it's in a very important relationship for you, and Aww. it's gonna yeah. It will, it's gonna expand a lot of things in your life. Now you have the Black Moon in Cancer in the sixth house. And it's a wide, wide conjunction with your moon. Um, the black moon in the sixth house um, can pose challenges for sixth house issues, and that is work and health. So anytime we're looking at a chart, we look at you know what house someone's black moon is in, and we can see where um, difficulties in their life um, have a tendency to show up. Um, so you also have the black moon opposing Pallas Athena, which I've been talking a lot about the little part of the chart, Pallas Athena, the little asteroid. Having the black moon and Pallas Athena in opposition is really, really nice. That's warrior energy, Elise. You're mm-hmm. you're you have the heart of a, a warrioress and that is really being activated right now because you have Pluto um, right on that, so it's activating that. So th- that one of the reasons I asked you about the relationship was the aspect of Pluto, because when we have Pluto involved with the um, transit with the Black Moon, that usually indicates um, a partnership. It mo- usually will indicate about marriage. Now it can mean people um, end marriages or they get married. Um, it can be one way or the other. It doesn't have to be marriage, but it oftentimes shows up like that. So don't be surprised if this person, I don't know what this is about, you know, now, but <laughs> it could turn well, into I have a relationship with someone I'm really deeply involved in, and then this is a, just a friendship. And um, I think there's, and, and to me, eight, there, you know, there's an age thing, you know, and as well as, just a different place in people's lives, and so you know. But I'm enjoying the the lovely energy of the friendship. Um, yeah. Right. Well, you're right? going to have the Black Moon return starting August 23rd, and what that means is the Black Moon will come to the same place in the sky where it was when you were born, and that mm-hmm. is that's a really big deal. Again, it's one happens once every nine years. What that's going to do is it's going to trigger your shadow side. And through that process, it's going to break down something about you that needs to be broken down and removed and purged. And then it's going to build up something else in its place. And that's going to go on right at, starting right after your birthday this year. It's going to start around August 23rd, and it'll it'll happen over that month until September 20th. It's a month-long transit. 
So what you will, what most people experience when they have the black moon return, when it comes to the same place in their chart once every nine years, is they go through a symbolic death of their old self and then a, a rebuilding of, of a new no. form. It's just like <laughs> the the myth of the phoenix that descends yeah. and into ashes and then is reborn. That's what that's going to go on for you. Now, your black moon is in cancer, and that's the shadow of support. And so a lot of times what, any, what people who have the black moon in cancer, um, they are challenged with supporting themselves and providing what they need for themselves. And so mm-hmm. sometimes in order to learn that, you know, something happens in our lives when the black moon return, when that transit comes up, that shadow is triggered, and it will enforce you to actually support yourself if if you have been wanting someone else to do it or if you've been leaning on someone else. That's generally the way it pops up for Black Moon and Cancer. Okay. Um, all right. <laughs> it's going to be a wild time. Sounds like it's going to be an important period of time here for you, Elise. This is awesome. All right. Well, I, right now I was planning my summer, so I'll leave that part open for um, transformation. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you keep telling yourself. That's right. Very good. <laughs> That's great because with it being in your health house, um, you know that that can mean a lot of really good, healthy things coming for you. That, wouldn't you oh, say, Laura? I mean, yeah, you're, you're going to want to make sure you're taking care of your bones, your joints. Make sure you're getting your calcium. Um, it's your chest area, you know, um, respiratory kinds of things, if you have allergies or um, if there's a history of breast cancer in your family or anything like that. You just, those are, that's where it would, would tend to show up. Teeth, perhaps, some, sometimes people have issues with teeth. Again, you know, it's it's difficult to talk about the black moon because people tend to hear only one side of it. It's a, it's a, counterbalance of the two it's it's a dark and a light and so it's going to take mm-hmm. something away from you but it's going to bring something to you that's what we always have to remember because when when we're in the throes of it we don't think anything's ever going to make us feel better or we'll, anything positive will come out of it but it always does wow well, and that's very timely advice in the midst of these eclipses that we're experiencing too absolutely yeah well and Everyone is, we're all as a collective experiencing the black moon transit because it's transiting the, the to opposition to the galactic center. So all of us okay. this month have been having a death of, and a purging of parts of ourselves as we're going to preparing to rebuild with something else when we come, when we come to the point next week when we make the exact opposition. So to Ooh, some wow. degree, everyone is facing their own shadow and their own fear. So I have a question. Um, I haven't read your book yet. I just downloaded it as we got as I got clued into it because um, I came in the back door, as usual. And um, <laughs> <laughs> but that's okay because um, anyway, I, I do shadow work on myself, and um, it seems that that's been a huge piece over the last three years. Um, and so I work. Um, to explore that pretty, pretty much daily and um, clear it. So my experience of this collective has actually been um, not as intense um, in that form of it crashing my life as much as I've been in synchronicity with it and, um, um, and on, on the light side of it. Um, and when the dark side shows up, I've, I've got good tools and um, I work with that. So... How is this? Um, how is that? How is your read on that when when someone is in the middle of this and they um, are you know willing to step right in the mud and deal with the shit? It helps a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you are get head comfort- on works. <laughs> yeah, if you're comfortable with it, you know, looking at that, you know, if you, if if you are if you've oh, yeah. already been doing that, it it will be easier on you. But also, if you know, doing your work in your other areas, you know, it's like it's basically the black moon is looking at where you've come in the last nine years, what you've worked on, okay. and what needs Got refinement. It. And so, if you've done a lot of work, you know, and the, it can also be. Um, you know, you can if you've done a lot of the work on that shadow to integrate that. You know, your the experience of the degeneration or the death part of the cycle won't be as intense. 
It's only mm-hmm. when we are have been re- when we have neglected things or refused to look at them, and we've gone into denial. Right. That's when it, we get nailed because it has to be mm-hmm. that way. Okay. Yeah, I've been, I'm on top of everything that you said that I need to be approaching as far as my health. Um, yeah. And and so and I do follow what is needed when it's suggested. So I'm not in total resistance, except if you were to tell me not to have any chocolate. No, 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 no I would be. <laughs> I would never say that. <laughs> Good. Let's <laughs> eat <me> chocolate. <laughs> that's that's probably where I find my resistance. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> All right, Elise, well, then I think you you're so doing much. okay. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> she's doing great. <laughs> thank you so much for calling in today and uh, for talking with us. Hey, thank you. And thank you, Laura I'll, and Janet. I appreciate it. You're welcome. You're welcome. Take care. <laughs> you too. That was great. Facing it head on, that's exactly the attitude to have in this, isn't it? Yeah, but right. you also can't get cocky with it. Like, bring it on <laughs> is not a good thing to say with the black moon. Trust me. I, you know, I did that one time. Um, yeah, bad, right? <laughs> bad. I got I got dumped on. Um yeah, that was not a good plan. <laughs> Bring it on never comes out of my mouth anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Maybe with ease and grace. You know, uh, yeah. I'm willing with ease and grace, let's say that. All yeah, right, and so. uh, really surrender is the best thing. Yes, yeah, exactly. Good plan. Uh, I think we have Astara next. And uh, Astara, are you on the line? Yes, I am. Hi there. How are you today? I'm good. Believe it or not, we're already running down time-wise. So, Laura, I'm going to just let you jump right in and and work with Astara. Okay. Well, Astara, you have the black moon conjunct your Eris in Aries in your fifth house. So, basically, I would just say, hello, Miss Eris, because you embody the Eris energy with that type of a conjunction in your chart. So, um, you had, let's see, um, the... Black moon just passed over your sun um, in February. So you had the transit, the basically the, the black moon transit to the sun is the identity crisis that I mentioned earlier. So it's so interesting that so many people who sent their charts had similar or the same transit. Um, yeah. So what that is, you and you have Jupiter there right now, so you basically have already gone through this thing that happens every nine years where we're broken down and, and what we need to uh, release is taken away and and because we haven't done it for ourselves. And a new you has been um, put into place. Did you, did you, does that sound accurate about um, how February was for you? Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, good enough. Okay, so um, with the black moon in Aries, that deals with the fear of um, being worthy, being worthy enough, the fear of unworthiness. And it has a lot to do with self-esteem. When you have Eris there with it, um, it can it can help to make your shadow side not as big. So those issues may not be as big for you at, since you have Eris with your black moon as they would be for someone who doesn't have that. Um, that may not feel all that great, especially after having just having had that transit. But with the black moon in Aries, it's important that you are providing your self-esteem for yourself and that it's not based on what you achieve or what you accomplish or what other people think about that. It's more directed by you and you're the one who um, decides whether you did well or you measured up um, and and judges yourself. Mm -hmm. Anyone that has black moon in Aries tends to be pretty harsh critic, pretty pretty hard on themselves. Would you say that's true? Oh yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um it, it's it's um it's a difficult <laughs> placement. The black moon in Aries is is difficult because sometimes we have a tendency to settle for things just because we don't put ourselves out there as far as we could go. Uh-huh. You you should know that you're you're empowered and your connection to the divine feminine is quite strong. And 
if you've ever, um, Eris rules writers, and so if you've ever had a desire to write, um, you should definitely follow through on that. Um, Janet, did you want to add anything else? Well, I was just curious as I'm sitting here waiting for a break to jump in here because the planet Uranus, of course, is getting ready to transit over her natal uh, Lilith, and I wonder how that plays into creativity here because this is all going on in her fifth house. Um, mm-hmm. Like maybe some big creative ideas uh, in the mix here for her in the near future. Yeah, that you know, that's it's, I'm glad that um, the Uranus came up with this because Uranus and the Black Moon really don't bother each other. Which is great because Uranus can have such, you know, um, <laughs> such huge effects on us, you know, with changes. But they just really, they just kind, of, they're kind of about the same thing. They're about freedom and breaking r- rules and restrictions and kind of just going through. And so Uranus transits with the Black Moon just, just help things out. They're, they're, we, we luck out with that. So you're lucky with that, Astara. You're, you're just, it's just going to benefit you to have the Uranus come around. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in my own mind, what I see happening is sort of this lightning bolt um, idea uh, come in and uh, that has a transformative effect on you because Uranus can be that way. You know, just sort of suddenly you see things in a way you didn't see them before uh, or an idea shows up that has a very uh, transformative effect. And because it's in your creative house, it seems like it would be a very creative idea, uh, something that can uh, really uh change perhaps the course of your your um, creative life at this point in time well not just for the uranus aspect but with neptune coming to conjunct your moon um, that's creativity and particularly through your feelings and so if you can tap into that you know your feelings are deep with the moon in pisces and you have a spiritual connection anyway with that so you know that you're, those are really massive transits to have that are really very um, nice for you. Okay. She's got a lot. Of, she's got Jupiter conjunct the Sun, and then Uranus <laughs> almost conjunct Lilith, and <laughs> and then yeah. Neptune almost conjunct the Moon. I, I mean, exactly, almost here in you know very short time. Yeah, you do, uh, this is a big deal for you, Astara, and some you know this is something that you're launching and that's new in your life in the world. It's time to follow that through. These are these are huge transits. Yes, well. exactly. So we expect big things from you shortly, right? <laughs> I, I, I'm on vacation. I'm retired. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe well, it's a lot I of don't know. Or having fun because the fifth house invokes fun. You know, becoming mm-hmm. like a child again and. Uh, enjoying life so uh unfortunately ladies we have only three minutes left here in the show so um astara do you have any other questions that you'd like to ask her really quickly before we have to close up uh no i think i'm good thank you very much it was uh, very helpful and at least i know i've got something to look forward to indeed thank you so much for calling in today and um Laura, I would like for listeners to be able to find you on the on your website. Could you give us your information, your website address, and how Absolutely. they can get a copy of your book? Yeah, it's oraclereport.com. And the, both of my books are available on the books tab for free download, for free ebook download. Um, you can look at the back of the um, Black Moon book in the appendix and just look up where your birthday falls and you can find out what sign your black moon is in at least. It won't tell you anything more about the house or anything like that, but it's a good place to start. You don't have to be an astrologer to gain some something from the information. It's very valuable to learn more about your shadow side, especially if you aren't aware of really what your big um, major malfunction in life is, you know, what your <laughs> downfall is. It can be very helpful to have that pointed out to you to start working with it and to actually affect change in your life and to pull back some of the power that's trapped in the fear that's holding us back with whatever that is. Yeah, and that that's so great to know because it's very empowering. And uh, um, I, I can so see how this can be very helpful for people um, who are going through some difficult times to have an understanding and a patience for themselves as they go through this. So, yeah. So I'm going to have to have you come back on again. Um, yeah, that was fun. 
Yeah, and I think maybe next time it would be fun to talk about Eris because when you said uh, to Astara that Eris was conjuncture or that uh, Lilith was conjuncture Eris, it made me realize I don't know much about Eris except that you know she was the Greek goddess of discord or something like that. So <laughs> that ought to be interesting. Yeah, absolutely. The Black Moon War is Eris on the micro level, so they, ah, they're just they're sisters. All right. Well, we'll work on when we can get you back in to talk about that. Um, and for all my listeners, next week we're going to be working with the energy of the new moon. My guest will be Jana Jameson, and she will walk us through how to manifest with that very powerful solar eclipse that's there. And uh, we'll also be doing a short meditation. And uh, this, we've got so many interesting things coming up that uh, I just want everybody to tune in. And uh, if you have questions, please let me know at Janet at living-astrology.com. And for everybody, have a stellar week. Thank you, Laura. Thank you for joining us today on Living Astrology. You can reach Janet for readings at www.living-astrology.com or by email at janet at living-astrology.com. Do you have questions about how astrology works or questions about your own chart? Send them to me at dearastro at living-astrology.com. One show each month will be dedicated to answering your questions. Goodbye for now and have a stellar week. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.